Thanksgiving episode, episode 35 of Losing Sucks, a fantasy football podcast. The Boston Scott of episodes, if you will. That's as good as we got off the top of our head. The little man that could. Dustin, happy Thanksgiving week. We got a lot of football on a lot of different days this week. Um, Thanksgiving Day, Thursday. Football sun up to sundown. You you love to see it. It's very exciting. We wait all year to wake up on Thursday and watch football. There's nothing else important going on that day. I can't get enough of it. I'm excited about this weekend, and we have a heck of a show, a Thanksgiving show for you guys. Dustin, how are we doing tonight? Man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We got an extended episode for episode number 35. This is going to be two episodes wrapped up in one. As I'm sure everyone else will be watching some football, as you said. That's the main reason for the holiday. Everything else is just dressing. And a big welcome back to our listeners. If you're new to the show, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Losing Sucks. Make sure you hit the was it the follow icon, whatever it is on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever you have it. Make sure you are up to date whenever we drop a new episode. You won't regret it. You could do it all. You could get upwards of four or five notifications every time we say anything. Wow, what a what a what a joy bomb that would be! Just if like, that's not how you want to live your life, then I wow. think you need to re- reassess yeah. what's going what on. What are your what's priorities at that you? point? Like, why aren't you? <laughs> why isn't everyone doing that? Step up your game, everyone. So we've got some uh, we've got some some recap of our big picks last week, our bounce back candidates. We will get into some heartbreakers and breathtakers, mm. breath um, big picks. Victory laps, does it bounce? And some food discussion towards the end of the show, as everybody is expecting on a Thanksgiving episode. Uh, so quickly recapping our big picks and bounce back candidates from last week. Oh, yeah. I will talk about my four. I'll let you talk about yours. And I think you did better than I did on the combination of these four. But all in all, it was a pretty good week. Tua Alabama did not come through for me for big pick. Michael Carter got hurt, so there's a little asterisk there. Adam Thielen gets it done, however. An 18-point week. You love to see that from old reliable Adam Thielen. And we have been waiting all year for Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson to have really good days on the same day. I feel like we've said that on probably over half of our episodes uh, when talking about the Vikings. And it finally happened. Hopefully we get to see more of it. They're a fun offense when everybody gets to eat some. Finally, Pat Freermuth goes for 9.1 points and a half PPR. Solid week. He helped you out, but it was not big enough for a bounce back. I mean, for a big pick uh, to be considered a win there. He was 1.9 points shy. But Pat, good week. Now Ebron out with injury. I expect Freermuth to be reliable the rest of the season mm. for sure. Uh, I had an actually pretty good week. Uh, all things considered, Travis, my quarterback, big pick was Cam Newton. Went off for 26 and some change points in a half-point PPR. He's good for the quarterback, four on the week. Just what a game from him as far as fantasy goes. Maybe the detriment a little bit of Christian McCaffrey. But he went off for me there. They didn't end up winning the game. Shout out to Taylor Heineke, who I should have started in a few of my leagues. And then my running back, Miles Gaskin, old reliable ish what a call (laughs) he's burned people so much and you're like yeah but not this week 
Not this week. Not against the Jets. No, Jets are good for a uh, running back safety blanket, and he goes off for 17 points. Running back nine on the week. I count that as a win. The rest of my picks, not following the trend. Devonta Smith had a nice first half. Um, I think once they were kind of, they had the game in hand and the Saints weren't showing to be much of a threat, they kind of took yep. the, the, the pedal, you know, the, the foot off the pedal a little bit and decided not to throw it as much. And Devonta finished with about eight points. So not a bad game, but not enough to get the job done for the big pick segment. And Cole Komet. Hey, buddy. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> 1.7 points. I mean, this game was rough. Um, just all around rough for the Bears. Uh, Cole Komet did not have the target volume. It was all Darnell Mooney. Of course, losing Justin Fields to that rib injury. And looks like we're going to have more Andy Dalton magic. And we'll talk about that more later. But Cole Komet, 1.7 points. Not going to get it done. Yep. So, missed on that one. But you know what? I feel good. I feel good about, about the guys I did hit on. Yeah, the bounce backs were, were actually okay. Um, I think we were 50% there, too. Russell Wilson did not bounce back for me. I was very surprised with that. Um, DK Metcalf is really hurting from what's happening in Seattle over the last two weeks. I think that, oh. I think that starts to turn around, but, man, I was, I was probably a week early on that. Um, Darren Waller did not do crazy things, but he went over 100 yards, which is really good to see for him. So I would call that a successful bounce back for you. Your second was Leonard Fournette. Uh, rough day rushing for everybody in this game. So Fournette did not bounce back versus the Giants. Hopefully he won't make it three quiet games in a row. And then finally, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin um, I projected that they would both finish inside the top 12 in a big bounce back fashion. Mike Evans takes the 12 spot and Chris Godwin at 15. So we're close there. That was almost a successful bounce back bold call. I'll take it. Both of those guys really helped you this week. And we expect that to be pretty consistent going forward with the, uh, with the Tampa Bay offense. For sure. Those, I mean, you can't, you're not going to hit them all, unfortunately. Yeah. 50% is pretty good. I'll take it. Yeah. Especially when you're taking some, some pretty deep shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't exactly hit on mine either. So uh, not, not terrible. Not terrible. I mean, Russell Wilson and, and the Bucks. Oh, God, Russell Wilson. What, a, what an enigma right now. Uh, last couple of games are super rough. I don't know if that finger he, he had injured just held all his power or what. Uh, they, yeah, they look lost all around. Yeah, we, we'll we'll get into a little bit more of of uh, some Seahawks later in the show, but yeah, they have me pretty worried. Yeah, no, no doubt. I think let's hop into some heartbreakers and breathtakers, and kind of kind of touch on some week eleven magic. Um, I think we can all safely say AJ Brown had the game we all expected him to have. Seven points. Against the mighty, mighty Houston Texans. I'm sure Mike Vrabel is so mad. Yeah. You know in fantasy when you're playing, when you're fighting for an actual playoff spot and the bottom seed just gets up and beats you and all of a sudden you may not make the playoffs because an 11 or 12 seed beat you who's already not going to make the playoffs. That's so frustrating. Yeah. Like, what are you even trying for? You know, Vrabel has got to be like, really, Houston? 
Like we're trying to make a deep playoff run. You guys are trying to get higher picks. Oh, I guess they don't get any picks anyway. <laughs> they had no, nothing to lose. They gave them all away. Yeah. They they sold all their picks for all these wins they're getting. For David Johnson. Who broke your heart, Dustin? Who else? A.J. Brown? There's got to be more. Oh, there, there's plenty more people who broke my heart, man. I don't think it necessarily needs to be said that Mike Davis has broken everyone's heart this year. Um, <laughs> I threw that in there just as a joke with the other uh, with the other big-time running backs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all we all consider him a top-tier running back like the rest of these guys, but Zeke, my goodness, man. I'm just glad he's healthy. I thought it was going to be worse than that. It looked rough. I wasn't sure if it was the ankle. I wasn't sure if it was the back. Um, all I know is that there's a big Tony Pollard sized hole in my roster right now that I'm, yeah. I'm hoping he can fill. Um, cause I'm, I'm telling you what, man, it, it, we're like one more, we're one more ligament away or one more always, uh, from Tony Pollard taking over. And that's terrible to say. I don't wish injury on Zeke. This is, this don't, don't hear no. what I'm not saying. I'm not saying I hope Zeke gets injured, but my goodness, man. The second you do that, your best player is yeah, going for down. Sure. The fantasy yeah. gods, they listen they to losing They are sons. just gods. Um, <laughs> yeah, David <laughs> Montgomery uh, had a meh outing. Nothing happened for that offense. I, that game was just so ugly to watch. Uh, Antonio Gibson did not have this huge prolific game. Fumbled in the first half and was benched. Didn't come back in the second half. That was a scary, scary time. It hurt my heart. No, he did. He, he did come back. Yeah, he came back in the second half. Uh, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he came back to save what could have been a really bad zero. Yeah, point it w- it went from being bad to just not good. Uh, so he probably was not your worst player. No, no, he wasn't. So that's what he avoided. He avoided the Rashad Bateman title. Oh God. Oh, he went there. Whoa, early early in the show. Whoa, shots fired! How dare you talk about somebody who has gone for double digits in one of his career games? I don't. Games. Wow. I don't. You know what? You <laughs> would bring this up when. Don't turn this into a Lamar dynasty Jackson. show. Jackson, Rashad Bateman hasn't done jack. I'm not. You know what? I'm gonna stay away from the dynasty stuff. You can blame it on Lamar Jackson. I am gonna blame it on Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. With him Dude four goes times. And- and he's only of the four games he's gone double digits once, so it's not Lamar Jackson's fault. He could have had a nice game against that that defense. All that's all I'm saying. I I I have a shocking stat for you, Dustin. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It has nothing to do with Rashad Bateman. That argument has been settled until further notice. Until Bateman goes for 15 points, I don't want to hear his name again on this show. Okay, he's getting 15 this week. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. This is the Cowboys Super Bowl argument. This is yep. the week. This is the week. <laughs> Dustin, 14 of the 30 starting quarterbacks on in week 11 had single-digit fantasy points. Oh! I don't know what to make of that because everybody has to start a quarterback, and we're in a lot of super flex leagues where everybody's starting two. That is horrible. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Dak Prescott. Dak goes for two. But another stat, seven of the top 12 quarterbacks drafted. I looked at this today. Of the top 12 drafted, whether it was a bad game or an injury during the game, whatever the case is, not including the bye week guys, of course, but 7 of 12, over 50%, did not hit the 20-point mark, which as a quarterback in fantasy, you feel like 20 points needs to be a floor 
most weeks. It should be for a good quarterback. It's atrocious. I got to tell you, man, I was in a dark place <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> like, yes, you were. It took you a little longer to respond to my text uh, like, I would get some. Like, I would get a text about you, like, how you're, how, like, are you okay? how good team your how good your teams were doing. I'm like, bro, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Like, stop telling like, me I, that you're crushing the trash. Like, I, you know what the worst <laughs> thing is? I stopped watching. Okay, I, at some point, I stopped. I turned the games off. I'm like, I need to clean. I need to get my my mind right. And then you text me like, boom, <laughs> touchdown, touchdown. I'm like, oh, there's hope. Your team started to get it rolling. You said the only way I I can come back is if I score touchdowns in the second half. And it was like, and we started scoring touchdowns. I'm like, okay, here we go. Nope, just a teaser. Like, hey, gotcha. Nope, just just enough to turn your TV on and watch his guy score yeah. all the rest. No, of the I still lose by thirty, and the dishes aren't done. Like, it's a it's a bad time. <laughs> all right, who took who took who took our breath away? That's enough sadness. Those guys sucked last week, but there were a lot of unbelievable performances this week. Jonathan Taylor, obviously having a this isn't even just a monstrous. This is a a mammoth, monumental, mega. Any other M words, just like the dude went for 50. Anytime someone puts up a 50 spot, is just a just. And on the Bills, this was the best def- defense against the running back. And he does this to them. He does this. That was wild. Oh, God. That's like finding the biggest dude on the yard and just like putting him in his place. Like Jonathan Taylor, if he hasn't, if he hadn't established himself as a star, there's no doubting it now. This dude is the guy. It was the sixth highest fantasy game by a running back of all time. Yeah, there's no going back. There's no going back. This is Jonathan Taylor. We're always have like it's just like when Tyreek Hill had that 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 mammoth game. He's he's just kind of like no matter what happens now, you always keep Jonathan Taylor. At, you know now with this this upper echelon of you know he can he can do this. You know he can have this kind of game. Yeah. You know, he's done it. He's done it. Now we've seen it. This can you give me one guy in uh, in the last five years that's gone over fifty at running back? At running back? Yeah, he, he actually did it last year. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Derrick Henry? Nope. Oh my. Fifty. Oh, you know what? Yeah, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> yeah, good call. Six Christmas touchdowns game. will do that. <laughs> yep. So yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor went crazy. Justin Jefferson goes over 30. There's only been six or seven receivers on the season to have a 30-point, even in a half PPR, to go wow. over 30. So he joins the Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams. I think Debo might have done it. Um, Debo's a man. <laughs> Cup's, Cup's done it tw- two or three times. Yep. Eckler, four touchdowns. Knocks me out of the Megala Bowl. Sad, but you know what it does is it prevents future sadness on mm. Thanksgiving family weekend right. because... With Aaron Jones, Michael Carter, Will Fuller, Calvin Ridley, half of my army was starting to fall yeah. apart. And even though I had McCaffrey, Cup, Hurts, I mean uh, Brady, that's not enough. You can't play three on ten. So no. Adios, Megalobol. Bye. Eckler, I wouldn't rather lose to anybody else because I really like watching yeah. him play. He's such a nice guy. And your boy James Conner. The dude just keeps scoring touchdowns. We said James Conner is going to be really reliable this year he's rb14 is it insane to say that i think it's not impossible that he gets to like 18 20 touchdowns this year is it crazy it's it's very possible like i i picked jonathan taylor i think 
episode 10 or 11, I said, Jonathan Taylor is my pick to lead the league in touchdowns. And Derrick Henry said no to that. And then he got right. hurt. And I was like, okay, he's back. Jonathan Taylor's in the discussion. And James Conner is knocking on the door like, as long as I don't get hurt, I might right. ruin this for you. And of course, he's not going to. Like, this is just the way this season is yeah. going. What we wanted to happen was Murray getting these rushing touchdowns. And what the Cardinals decided to do was, yeah, but I see what you're saying, but what if we gave those to James Conner who can only score touchdowns? And they're like, okay, yeah, no yards, just touchdowns. You can't, you're not going to trade him away, How can right? You? He's, he's a running back 14 I, I, I think on this the is season, trade deadline Travis. For a lot How of can people? you trade him away? Yeah, you, you can't. He's guaranteed to I, get like, those looks. I was thinking about this today. I was like, it, who would I trade James Conner for? Like you're, because he's like in this weird zone where you're not going to get like a Joe Mixon, a Dalvin Cook. Uh, uh, you know, you might be able to trade him for like a Clyde Edwards-Alaire and something, or um, you might be able to get like a DeAndre Swift, maybe. Um, like I think DeAndre Swift would be the cap. Uh, like if you can get someone on a down game, maybe you convince them that this offense is going to collapse, maybe. But James Conner, look. As a as a running back too, yeah, the dude get like twenty five yards and a touchdown, and you know maybe some other work, you know forty yards and a touchdown. That's a double digit week, and the guy is gonna give you points. Like at this point, like no, you can't always predict touchdowns, but the dude just keeps scoring touchdowns. At some point, like it's just what he's gonna keep doing he might not stop he might never stop yeah i think once he retires he's still going to score touchdowns <laughs> i think it's just gonna be what happens speaking of touchdowns for the second time this season we had three quarterbacks go over 30 points herbert does it for the second time of the season jalen hurts and aaron Rodgers. congrats boys i know you're listening to the show all three of you yeah, they're all big fans big pat on the back for going over 30 us fantasy managers really like it when you do that do it more Quick victory lap, Dustin. Uh, what did we get right over the last couple of weeks? Because we each made a couple calls that were very right. And I would like for you to just tell the people why we're so good at this. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Don't tell them what we get wrong. No, right, right, right. Yeah, we only, <laughs> we only talk about what own. we get right. We only get things right on this show. <laughs> uh, boy, would I like to talk about what I got right here. Elijah Moore. Just what an animal, man. Just go look. He, who cares? He's facing the Dolphins. Whatever. If if you don't go off against the bad teams, and guess what? Like newsflash. Yes, the Dolphins statistically haven't been good against against the past, but they had both of their corners healthy in this game, and Elijah Moore absolutely roasted that team. Just wow, Elijah Moore. This that was his coming out party. Like if you started him, good good on you. Um, but Elijah Moore. He's he's kind of and I was gonna touch on this later in the show, but uh he's he's got that rookie wide receiver upswing in the second half of the season that you're starting to see. We we posted on, on Twitter kind of about this as well, how he's got a very, very easy schedule the rest of the way. And Elijah Moore could be a sneaky league winner for you on your team, especially now that he's becoming a favorite target. I like that call. You went through the time and trouble to put together a graphic a few weeks ago to let the people know that Elijah Moore was about to take off. You said, buckle your seatbelts, a.k.a. go trade for him now because you will not be able yeah. to. And it is too late. The window has closed. Yeah, Elijah Moore, potential league winner. Wide receiver two over the last four weeks. That's incredible. 
Darnell yeah. Mooney and Marquez Valdez Scantling were both mm-hmm. in the top five in week 11, which is super spicy. I love it. Mooney was my deep shot of the week last week. And MVS, I had a gut feeling on Sunday. I texted Dustin and I said, man, my gut says to go MVS over Ayuk in the flex because I think <laughs> he gets a deep shot. Sure like enough, three quarters. I, <laughs> yes, I put out a poll. The people um, heavily favored Ayuk. Over 20-something votes, 90% said Ayuk. So I went with the people. We will smile and cry together. And Ayuk goes for 14 in a standard league, which is what the decision was in. MVS answers with an 18-piece on a 75-yard touchdown. But I can't mm. be angry. I won the game and got both calls right. So that was fun. And, and just to come back to only talking about what we do right, that is not true. Throughout Sunday, when I make a call that was wrong or Dustin makes a call that was wrong, the first thing that we do is say, we were wrong on this because I think that's very important to let people know, A, it's okay to be wrong. Don't discourage yourself or other people from, from having takes or making calls. And B, accountability is important. Nobody wants to hear you just say, I got yeah. right, 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 because that's not what fantasy is. Which we always do. We always get it right. Yeah, well, people don't want to hear that. So we are very transparent when we get things right or wrong. We might spend a little bit more time talking about what we do right. But I will hide sure. on our Twitter feed a little response saying, hey, I got this wrong. And then a graphic of what we got right. <laughs> right. Exactly. We got all these right. We manipulate the right. system then, to make it look really good. Exactly. Look at what we got right. This accounts for 15% of what we, what we guessed. 85% of what we guessed got wrong. You know who was really early on Elijah Moore? Who's that? Before the season, there were two people. And I mean, these are stand-up respectable voices in the NFL that people really listen to what they say. And they both said Elijah Moore is the real deal. Number one, Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. Number two, Antonio Brown. AJ Brown said it too. I can't think of, oh, AJ Brown. I can't think of of, uh, two people that that, uh, the fantasy community loves to listen to more than Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham. But we should have listened to him, darn it. Yeah. I didn't draft this guy anywhere, and they said he's the real deal. Oh, yeah. He's going to be around for a while. AJ Brown said that he's. We will be than monitoring him. him very closely. Yeah. So did Rashad Bateman, and I believe that too. Uh, does it bounce, Dustin? Kick us off with your quarterback for does it bounce? And uh, I hope you're right on this. Oh yeah, one. I ho- I kind of have to be right on th- at this point. I can't be, even though we hate them. I hate this team with the fiery passion of a thousand suns, but. I like the quarterback. Russell Wilson against the Washington football team will bounce back this week. He was held without a touchdown past the last two games, Travis, which is just crazy, just just absolutely insane. That doesn't happen to Russell Wilson, but it did. He's got four fingers. I went back and I looked. I'm like, how many games has Russell Wilson been held without a touchdown? And it turns out it's a lot. It turns out it's a lot. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it was weird. But a lot of them came early in his career when they were rushing the ball a lot. and. You know, he just didn't have to throw a lot of touchdowns. Um, the Seahawks, they have to get it going at some point. Yeah, they, they have to. Um, but I don't think it continues. Washington still does not have a defense that makes me feel like they can stop another offense consistently. They won the, they won the game last week um, because, because of their offense at, late in the game. So I think with Russell Wilson kind of having another game 
back from injury. I don't know what he's been struggling with or where the holes are right now. Um, but I think they get it going back uh, against this Washington football team who has been giving up points. So, Russell Wilson, you're bouncing back. Week 12, let's get it. Go out and score some points. Dang it. Score a touchdown. Just one. Just one. One At touchdown. Least one. That's it. Uh, my quarterback, I'm going with will not bounce back. He will have another Ooh. dismal day. Take him out of your lineups. Patrick Pucci, I do not think that you should start Ryan Tannehill again. He has Ooh. gone for 20-plus points, which we said earlier is kind of the, the floor you want for your quarterback in 10- and 12-team right. leagues. In two of his last eight games, he has hit the 20-point mark. That is disgusting. That is unstartable. Patriots are number two in the league against opposing quarterbacks. A.J. Brown is banged up, although he avoided very serious uh, news as far as his chest injury. He's still going to be banged up. There is a chance he does not suit up. But the Titans all of a sudden look a little bit lost. Patriots defense is scorching hot. Hottest defense in the league right now. I do not want any part of Ryan Tannehill with a 10-foot pole, as the Grinch says. Can can I tell you why I'm not super worried about Ryan Tannehill? Because he finger rolls when he runs touchdowns in? That's a, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's exactly it. You can't be bad when you have that kind of end zone celebration. Like the finger, right. you know how hard that is? Are you actually not worried about him this week? I'm not worried about the Titans. Look, they just came off of victories against like all of the the difficult teams. Like they, I, this this was a trap game. I feel like they come in off a super high after beating Buffalo. And then they come in and they're like, they, they, I'm sure they're coming in. They thought that they had this game in the bag. It was and a then bye Texas, week. Um, a bye they week. Were thinking, yeah, exactly. They, they yeah. were thinking it's a bye. Yeah. yeah, they're thinking. Yeah, like they're probably already looking past the Texans at the Patriots. And then that's when it, look the NFL. There's there's a reason there's a saying any given Sunday. The Texans showed up. They came to play. They've got a veteran quarterback. Look, their team's pretty bad, but they've got some guys that know how to play football and have been in the league. So, I, it, was it shocking that I expect it to happen? No, but trap games happen for every single team. I think this team could still be okay, and now that they are they got rid of their 85-year-old running back, I think they're going to have a little bit more youth going forward. Are you worried about Ryan Tannehill versus New England? <sighs> yeah, yeah. I think Especially you're right on Especially with a banged up AJ Brown. I think you're right on this call. I don't think the Texans or the Titans are worried. I don't I don't think I see them as lost. I think that they're going to be fine. Okay. I just don't think So that's season long it's a little yeah. extreme. They'll be in the playoffs and yeah. they'll be they'll be pretty serious. One one of my thought processes real quick about Ryan Tannehill was not that he's not a good quarterback. Not that he can't use his legs and get enough to salvage an okay day at some point in this game versus New England. But what is more likely to happen? What, what do you see as a potential line in this game? What, what, what score do you see? Um, I think the line in this game's a little high. Um, I, I, I see this. Like, who, do you think the Patriots win it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, in a low-scoring yeah, game? I, or I wouldn't put the over-under past 42. You know, like... Okay, yeah, I'm like 20 to 17, 23 yeah, 17. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm so at. So there's not enough room in there for Tannehill to get 20 points. No, I don't see this being a cuz like realistically without the rushing upside of a fancy quarterback, you you need him to throw three plus touchdowns. Right. Like you need him to throw 300 yards and three touchdowns to have that, you know, 20 plus upside game. 
and that's just that's not what this offense is. They have been a team though that as soon as you think, oh, this could be a bad game, yeah, all of a sudden the the Titans score forty and beat whoever. Is it, it doesn't matter. Is it impossible? So. No, but we'll see. I feel like they're yeah. gonna take AJ Brown away. But. This uh, this receiver that you're gonna talk about as your big pick of the week comes with a little mm. baggage, <laughs> Dustin. Go ahead. I. Have been waiting for this the entire show. <laughs> this is ridiculous. My big pick of the week at the wide receiver position, Michael Gallup of oh, the God. Dallas. Ca- I, hold on, let me rephrase this. The wide receiver one for the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. This is. I'm throwing it out there. Massive, massive, massive game for Michael Gallup this week. This is the week that he comes in. He's having one of those infamous Thanksgiving Day games. No one can stop him. He's calling three touchdowns. He's giving you the overall wide receiver one week this week. Oh, my gosh. And Michael Gallup, he is the benefactor of the law of the conservation of targets. When all the targets fall away because of injury, Michael Gallup is the benefactor. He's going to eat the Las Vegas Raiders alive. Dak Prescott's going to kill it in this game. And while everyone else, Michael Gallup included, is eating legs, Travis will be shaving his. Mark my words. (laughs) Oh, that's a pretty impressive rant there. But I don't think Michael Gallup will be quite as impressive. Um without his counterparts taking away all the really good defensive players on the other side. But He's we will good. see. He's that good. He, he actually is really talented. I, I like watching him play. Yeah. If there was a week this season that he could go inside the it's top 12, one. it would be this week. So we shall see. My receiver will bounce back, and that is DK Metcalf. I, mm. I like what you said about Russell Wilson. I think that pendulum has to start to come back. As much as we like to see the Seahawks struggle, I think Metcalf, after two single-digit days in a row, or weeks in a row, will have a monster, monster day. It looks like we were just a week early on the Seahawks clicking again. Um, Looking for Seattle, I think think they, I'm looking for him to be absolutely force-fed against a horrible Washington football team defense. I think DK will have around eight catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown in route to a 20 to 25 point fantasy day. Whoa. I think you get that third round receiver that you drafted. I think he shows up for you this week. Running back, who we got? Man, that's a good call. My running back for the week is going up against none other than my Chicago Bears. DeAndre Swift struggled last week. He was the running back behind the quarterback. Checks my notes. Tim Boyle who couldn't make it at UConn and barely made it at Eastern Kentucky. Jared Goff Is this be one back. of those situations with Tim Boyle that's kind of like the Formula One drivers that are the worst in the field, that their dads are very wealthy, or they know somebody? Like Tim Boyle, he runs a camp for one of the, the owner's He's uh, got to have middle schools in the summer. And it's like, sure, you could stay on the yeah. roster. Oh, God, we're playing you now. I got to tell you, Tim Boyle throws a mean spiral to my nephew in the summers. And <laughs> I want that guy on my team. Yeah, sure. We got to correct him. And he doesn't exactly know where the plays are going each time. But man, oh, man, he knows. I, you know, I, when he gets back over here, I got to have him tell you this joke. Tim Boyle, <laughs> Tim Boyle. He may, he's a good, he's a fun guy in the locker room. We like having him here. Oh, on the football field. So no, Tim absolutely. Boyle killed. He killed DeAndre Swift last week, but you're saying 
Yeah. Jared Goff is the answer to DeAndre Swift's return. First of all, DeAndre Swift kept himself startup. alive with the 57-yard <laughs> touchdown. So that that speaks for itself. Jared Goff is an improved... Well, I'm not going into this weird universe where I have to defend Jared Goff as an improvement over Tim Boyle, okay? like I forgot about DeAndre Swift's touchdown. That was when I texted you. I said, oh, yeah, my God, that's turn what, the game on. That's what brought me in. That's what gave okay, me hope, so, Travis. So then why is he a bounce back for you? Is he, A bounce back would mean that he had a poor outing. Right. Well, I, let's. he plays for the Lions, Travis. You, you need, I need to give this guy some confidence. Let me give All you right. some confidence in DeAndre Swift. So you're manifesting this. This isn't so much a bounce back. This is a he's going to stay bouncy. He's, okay. All right. He's going to have a good game against Chicago because Chicago is a bad, bad, very bad, no good, terrible defense. Like, I love <laughs> the Bears. I really feel. But terrible, horrible, no good, very bad defense. Uh, they aren't going to have Akeem Hicks. They aren't going to have Eddie Jackson. They aren't going to have Khalil Mack. They aren't going to have Justin Fields. They have Andy the Red Beard Dolphin. <laughs> Dolphin. I don't know why I said dolphin. Dalton. The red bearded dolphin? <laughs> I don't know. That man is a horn frog, and he is a classmate of mine I, at TCU. I, and he's a darn good quarterback, multi time pro bowler, winner of the Rose Bowl versus JJ Watt. And he oh, will God. beat the Lions connecting with Darnell Mooney. All yeah, he's pro- day. Yeah, the, the, look, I think the Bears probably aren't going to win this game. Can I just no say way. that? No way. Can I just say that? I, Dustin, you're just that's just you being a fan, being negative. You're winning this game. Probably. They're sending Matt Nagy out on a high note this week. No, dude, Matt Nagy's <laughs> getting fired after this game. He is gone. I know. They're sending him out on a high note. He'll be the first I, coach to get fired after a win in a long time. I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying, Travis. If he wins this game, I don't think Matt Nagy's getting fired. Okay? If he really, loses this game. All they game, have to do is beat the Lions to save his job. The winless yeah. Lions. And the Lions are like, hey, let, I don't know if it's better for the Lions if Matt Nagy stays or if, if he goes. Um, but either way, uh, back to DeAndre Swift. Chicago's really bad against the run. He catches passes. He's their, really their only consistent option in this offense. Uh, Swift is going to eat, feel confident, not necessarily bounce back, but he's bouncing on. Stays bouncy. I like it. I'm staying in the same game. I'm going with the running back on the other side, David Montgomery. Horribly disappointing day. Cost me a matchup and a few points on the Yahoo manager rating, which I watch really closely as a fantasy nerd. Detroit is good medicine for that. The Bears and Andy Dalton, the red rifle, will establish the run early and often on Thanksgiving Day. Montgomery is a game MVP. You know where they give him the huge turkey leg. He will be holding that. We will see somebody with the feet of mm. <laughs> I, won't even no, I love here. feet mm. i love i don't need a feet. list of the five greatest running backs of our generation that make up How about Dave the Montgomery. five greatest feet let's talk <laughs> about the five greatest football feet of all time <laughs> i think dave montgomery goes over 100 total yards and scores twice on thanksgiving huge day for number 32 all right i like it what a good bounce back candidate i like that i like it um, I think right after and Dustin, that, buddy, if he does that, if he goes over 102 scores, they're not losing that game. Interesting. Um, 
I think if he if 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 that's right, then your prediction for the win loss will probably not be. One of us will be right. Oh man, I don't. I guess we both could be. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mine was mine was a little more vague. Let's let's transition right on into then. We've talked about the players we think will bounce back. Let's think of some players that we want to pick as our big picks of the week. Studs. That's right. These guys are going to be. Awesome. Pop off this week. Start us off with your quarterback real quick, Travis. Who's the guy you need to look for? Taylor Heineke, Washington football team. All of you Patrick Mahomes owners out there like myself who need a one-week fill-in, this is your guy. Projected 18 points this week. Colt McCoy just lit him up for over 300 yards and two touchdowns mm. on his way to a top 10 quarterback finish. Colt McCoy, Heineke. Colt McCoy, coming, uh, Heineke coming off of a QB7 finish in week 11. Yeah, buddy. He gives you a little bit more on the ground than you think about, and his weapons are healthy. McLaurin, Logan Thomas, Gibson, McKissick, they've got weapons galore right now, and I like it. Yeah. My quarterback pick this week is Dak Prescott. We've already talked about it, how he's going to absolutely feed Michael Gallup this week. Thanksgiving game. I don't care about the embarrassing, you know, outcome or ruining my fantasy hopes or destroying the confidence I had in myself or my life. Um, Dak Prescott is going into this <laughs> Thanksgiving game against the Las Vegas Raiders, and he's about to go crazy. He doesn't have his top two re- receivers, but he does have some weapons on this team. I just think Dak's going to get it done. I think he's going to look sharp. I think they'll get the offensive line woes fixed. It. I don't know what happened, what possessed the Kansas City Chiefs to play the way they did. But this, this, I don't see this repeating for the Dallas Cowboys, who have looked good this season. So Dak Prescott turning it around. Big week this week against the Raiders. I love it. I think part of the production, a, a, a big chunk, I would say, 25 to 30% of the air attack will be going to Dalton Schultz. No Amari Cooper, no CeeDee Lamb. This is going to be Schultz all day. Vegas has given up the second most points to tight ends this season for fantasy. Are are you calling a tight end big pick right here? Yes, I am. I'm transitioning, as you like to say, from one cowboy into the other so that we don't finish with tight ends. And it kind of just goes right into Dak's weapon. Since it's not going to be Gallup, it's got to be Schultz. I think Dalton Schultz has more catches than any other tight end in the National Football League. The Shield itself, this weekend, he leads the league in tight end catches. Thank you, Dak. Thank you, Dalton Schultz, for the connection to keep away from Michael Gallup. Just because you said that, it's going to be a Blake Jarwin week. <laughs> I, he, I he will actually. IR. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, then fire up Dalton Schultz. That's just another reason. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. You know, I like it. They, he looked a favor him last week, so put him in uh, and uh, fire him off. Dalton Schultz is going to have a big week, huh? I like that. Well, then let me. I haven't heard of this tight end that, that you put on here. Introduce me to him. Yeah, he's new. Uh, he's, uh, he's a new flavor of the week, um, so to say. Um, my, my tight end big pick of the week is none other than the rookie sensation himself, Kyle Pitts. The Falcons got shut down 
by the Patriots. Last time we saw them, it was ugly on Thursday, but he gets a favorable matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. A little bit easier to move the ball against that team. You're not going to have to um, funnel targets to your most talented guy the entire time, and I don't think they have the capability to take Kyle Pitts away the way that New England did. So Kyle Pitts um, taking passes from Matt Ryan, I'm hoping – Look, at this point, you're not turning that season around for the Falcons. But right. Kyle Pitts, another uh, opportunity to show off his extreme athleticism. And unfortunately, we are still without Calvin Ridley. Uh, continue to uh, get healthy, bud. But Kyle Pitts, I think this one is a, a strong chance for you know their 80 yards and a touchdown game. Uh, give you a, some solid production for the tight end position. You know, I think I disrespected Kyle Pitts a little bit in the offseason. Oh, you did. Oh, it wasn't did. so much that he is not who everybody's hoping that he was, but I'm just very skeptical of rookie, uh, rookie players in general, but specifically rookie tight ends, because historically yeah, but he's over not forty really a tight end. Yeah, that's the thing. Over forty years, I think one or two people have ever gone over a thousand in their rookie year, and with the extra game, he should be able to do it. Um, on pace for yeah. 1,070 yards, I think. So it sh- it'll be close. It would have been a lot closer if Calvin Ridley was actually there. But oh, for sure. I think just listening think to there. other players talk about him and commentators who are also in the Hall of Fame, everybody is on board with this guy is special. And, oh, and sure. he's going to be the face of tight ends in the league very soon for a long time. Um, granted health, but... I owe him not an apology, right. but but just a a reassessment of how good he's actually going to be. You know, uh, just another quick point on Kyle Pitts. It's amazing to me that he is so good. We have comp- you don't nearly hear anything about Pat Fryermuth, yeah, who is an incredible athlete, is having a great tight end season for a rookie, and Kyle Pitts has completely overshadowed it just because of what he is. So that leads to a steal in next year's draft in Fryermuth. Absolutely. Fryermuth is going to have a, a very nice uh, second year. He's going to be one of those guys we'll see start creeping up as a value tight end in your drafts next year. Yep. So keep an eye out. Um, let's turn the attention to Pat Fryermuth's uh, teammate, Travis. Who's your wide receiver big pick this week? I will not stop picking this man as a pick of mm-hmm. the week, a start of the week, a big pick of the week. My favorite receiver in the league right now, Deontay Johnson. Ooh. He has yeah. 13 targets in five of his last seven games, which is unreal. As a Deontay Johnson truther, Whoa. and I have him in almost every single league of my 14 leagues. I kid you not. I think I have him in 13 leagues. That's crazy. What in the name of, oh, my target king is this? Number three in the league. And targets. I just really love this guy with all that I am. It is going to continue versus the Bengals. There's no reason why it would not. The Bengals have given up some massive games to very crisp route runners, such as Adam Thielen, Devontae Adams, Hollywood Brown, all of these guys going for big yard totals, multiple touchdowns. I Deontay Johnson is that kind of player. He's not as good as Devontae Adams, but when it comes to being able to find the spot on the field and shake his defender. He's a threat in the red zone. He does what Thielen and Devontae Adams do so well, which is 
any down, any situation, anywhere on the field, he's a threat. And I love those kind of guys. I think they're hard to find. And Deontay Johnson, there's a very strong chance that I will be buying a Deontay Johnson jersey in the offseason. I like that pick, man. He's such a fun guy to watch. Did you uh, see that tennis ball drill ben... he was doing? Um, I'll no. I'll have to no, send it to you. They did a, a little video on it pregame, and he's got somebody behind him throwing the ball, and he like whistles at him or, or says some, some trigger word. And the ball is already in the air, coming oh. over his shoulder. And he hears the word, and he turns. He finds a tennis ball and grabs it really quick. And it, is, it was Whoa. incredible. It's like watching Alvin Kamara's and Derrick Henry's workout videos. It was like, are yeah. you kidding me? This dude's a freak. So he does not have the dropping problems. The tennis ball drill should be done by every receiver, apparently. But Deontay Johnson, big pick of the week. I don't think – I think he gets another 13-plus targets. Close to 100 yards in a score. That's kind of what I'm going to expect from him all the way out. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. So my wide receiver big pick of the week is none other than Elijah Moore of the New York Jets. He gets a very favorable matchup against the Houston Texans. And coming off a big week uh, previously against the Miami Dolphins, the Jets aren't exactly a prolific offense, so you're not thinking of them as being able to take advantage of these matchups. But Elijah Moore, it is so hard to cover this man because of where he lines up, how often he's getting targeted now. He's becoming a favorite, a reliable target, a trusted target in the valuable areas of the field you know, near the red zone. This guy, I don't think Houston has a chance to stop this guy. He's hitting his stride. We talked about it earlier, that rookie stride. The second half of the season, you start to see it kind of uh, take off. And he, he's on the upswing of what we are going to see him turn into, just like Jonathan Taylor, just like all these other you know, players that are kind of coming into their own. We're starting to see that peak that uh, I, I'll call it the Rashad Bateman peak as, as we're going to we're going to see it. Uh, oh, but Elijah Moore, Don't do that. To Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore. Elijah Moore is about to have himself one heck of a day against the Houston Texans. Go get it, buddy. Um, watch out over under 12 catches. Oh, I'll go under. Uh, I don't think he gets that kind of volume. Ten. Yeah, I'll go over. I'll go over. It's gonna get eleven. Okay. Oh, 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 oh hold on. <laughs> you say that so confidently. Oh, oh no. no. Oh I'm no. Under no, twelve. Yeah. Oh, ten. Oh, I'm yeah, over. over tw- I'm over, over ten. It's gonna oh, be it's eleven. A, it's an overcook undercook thing. Um. He. He. At some point in your mind, you were like, "Oh man, actually, twelve yeah, doesn't like, sound yeah, so impossible." So I'll say yeah, yes. Yeah, over ten. 10. Yeah. Eleven. <laughs> eleven was the number I had in mind. So. We're just going to stick with that. Um, All right, so 11 on the dot. dot. I'll go 12 on the dot, and we'll watch Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Can't wait to watch. Elijah Moore going off. I think he gets, I don't know, he'll get, I don't know, I'll just call it a crazy stat line. He'll get like, I don't know, 11 catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. Whoa, I'll go 179 yards. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, why not? Okay. All right. I'm we'll for see. It. I'm Will for it be closer to your 96 or my 179? All right. I'm going to have to watch this game really closely. Who's <laughs> who's let's transition off the wide receiver position. Let's let's end it with our running backs. Um, I like yours better than mine, but go ahead and hit uh hit us with your running back Thanksgiving edition big pick of the week. It will be Miles Sanders, Philadelphia Eagles. I tried to trade for Miles Sanders three weeks ago when he still had a few weeks until he came back and was told no, and for good reason. I think 
the people that have him and held him or were able to get him will be very happy. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying Miles Sanders a potential league winner. I agree with that take. I did not when I first saw it. I thought, no, I, they, it's, it's such a divided backfield. Jalen Hurts will take red zone opportunities mm-hmm. um, inside the five. Sure. And he might. That That's probably a 50-50 shot. It's probable, yeah. But when I dug into the numbers of why or how Miles Sanders could be a league winner, it looks a lot like this. Okay. It is a run-or-die mentality in Philadelphia right now. They know that their chance of winning or losing a game will 100% be decided on their ability to run the ball. And they are running all over people. Yeah. Philadelphia right now, the last three weeks in run, rush attempts per game are at 42 per game. Second place is Indy, and you think, oh, they pound the rock with Jonathan Taylor. 34, so eight less carries Ooh. a week. Wow. New England, they run the ball with Stevenson and uh, Damian Harris. Yeah. 34. Baltimore, they run, they run. 34. 34. So yeah. Philly is crushing all of these well, teams. Well, did you see? And I mean, rushing teams per game, yeah. and they're doing when it well. you can do it with your quarterback like that, too, like Jalen Hurts out there breaking yeah. ankles. I know that count. Yeah, that, that counts for it, but Jordan Howard – Another guy, he's set to miss a few weeks yeah. here. So, a fresh Miles Sanders. I think he has a huge week. I think he has a huge finish to the season. My hope is that in the leagues that I don't have him, he hurt the manager enough by not playing or having a bad first half that he's not in the playoffs. But where he is, I do not want to face him. So, Miles Sanders, big week 12 coming. I like it. My running back... Big pick of the week, week 12, to round this out. David Johnson, look. How could he's, you? He's not. I know. I know. I Look, it didn't feel great. But you cannot when you're recommend up, this to our listeners. I, I'm just, look. <laughs> guys. It's I, I not too to, late to say, I couldn't find one. Do not start David Johnson. I wanted to be different, okay? okay. Different isn't always bad. Okay, I don't know if I'm you pretty saw, sure he's Phillip a free Lindsay agent. So if you want released. to pick him up and put him in, go for okay. it. Okay, Dave, if you need a flex, okay, I think David Johnson actually has a sneaky good game. I don't think. Call me crazy, but I think Tyrod Taylor is good enough to beat this this Jets defense, which isn't saying much. But they just David, beat the Titans. David Johnson has this backfield to himself. He hasn't looked great. He's not the hero we deserve. But he is technically a guy wearing a superhero costume, albeit it's probably on the corner of some weird <laughs> place in the city of which you live, and it's probably two sizes too small. Okay. One of his 19 splints in his forearm is, is flying that Sure. Flag. Yeah. I mean, David Johnson, I'm not predicting he's going to get like 150 yards and two touchdowns, but like, could he get 60 yards and a touchdown? You're Ding, dang, darn right he could. So he's dressing up as Antonio Gibson this week. You take, you watch your mouth. <laughs> you watch your mouth, sir. That's the cape. It was a WFT jersey. It looked like Superman cape. I, 60 yards in a score I on 20 carries. I don't show anymore. I, <laughs> Look, he's hurting me too, all right? Oh, I shared the pain. Oh, but David Johnson, yeah. He, Big picks. I, I think... Uh, I, I hate ending it with David Johnson. Well, it just happened, man. You could be right. If he gets in the end zone, I will if call him If we're going to be pick. enthusiastic about However, James Conner, the, 
the unathletic True. mystery RB of the 14. NFL. I, I think David Johnson can turn back the clock a few months and, and fall into the end zone against the league's worst rushing defense in the league. The league's worst rushing defense. We will see. David Johnson could do that much. We will see. What else you got? Um, for fear of ending the show with David Johnson as a start of the week, a big pick of the week, we will go into the meat of the show now. It's about to get interesting. It's actually our last segment. But it's the most exciting. Oh, yeah. I will start us off here. These are our top three go-to must-have favorite dishes. They better be on the table or I'm not coming at Thanksgiving. Number one for me, macaroni and cheese. And I don't mean just your regular mac. And I don't mean mac that looks anything like dorm room nachos. I mean gourmet breadcrumbs on top, four or five different kind of cheeses, big shells. Oh yeah, this is a this is a professional once a year mac and cheese. It probably costs thirty to forty dollars just in cheese. So let's go mac and cheese with my round one favorite dish must be on the table. What about you? I like it for me, man. It's all about the rolls. If look, if you don't have them good rolls, it's 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 all bets are off. I'm I'm out the door. Okay, I come in. You're look, literally you leaving. I'm leaving. Okay, I'm not taking your <laughs> sorry rolls with me. But if you got the if you look if your bread game's strong, okay? If if you come right, okay? It's 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 chow time, okay? I don't in my new lifestyle, and I found the love of my life, okay? But she took the other love of my life out, and that was bread, okay? <laughs> so, this one day of the year, I get gluten, okay? And I look, me and my family had our a, our, a sponge for your plate. Exactly. You you mop it all up. It's the rolls. I don't care like my my mom makes great rolls, but those also the those uh Hawaiian um really sweet rolls. Oh, yeah. Those are delicious. Those are some great rolls. The little sister Schuberts are the way that my Ooh. mom's side likes to go. Oh, I haven't had those in too. a minute. But yeah, the rolls, the rolls for me. Uh, that that's uh that's that's the one oh one. Make you some homemade cinnamon butter. Throw on oh, those we bad do. boys. We do. We got the spread. <laughs> All right, round two. For me, it's my wife's. This is actually a newer edition. This is the uh, second or third year she's done this. She found a white wine gravy with herbs galore. It is delicioso. Depth of flavor to sound professional here. Really? Um, we will call it the gravy of, yeah, we, we could probably bottle it and uh, slap a losing suck sticker on the yeah. front and sell it out. I so, buy it. White wine gravy, if you haven't had it, look it up on the internet. There's many recipes mm. out there, but it adds a nice little sharp touch to the turkey mm. and cranberry. Okay. I'm here for it. You know what? You mentioned turkey. Is it too cliche to say the turkey? Because I feel like... The, it better be done, right? It, it better be done. Oh, my God. Like, can we talk about this for a minute? The turkey... If, if it's not. If it's just If it's okay, dry... It is horrible. If it's dry and there's no seasoning in it... Like, if, you're, if you didn't put that, that, that tender touch of love you know, for 18 hours on this turkey, get out, okay? Because the turkey and the taters, okay, you put them all together, and it's like this big old uh, just just amorphous blob of deliciousness in heaven. And America. America. But the turkey. The turkey is the, the, the 102 for me. American, American yeah, bread the, turkey. The turkey is just so good. Gobble, gobble. It just it, it makes the whole dish, and... Please, just like you know what I also like. I I like to put a little bit of a like 
depending on the glaze you use, it's got to have some seasoning, man. You can't just throw a turkey in the oven and then call it a day. You got to show it some love, okay? You know what this tells me about your family and turkey? For it to be on your top three of everything on the table means you guys do it's it right. So I like to hear that. All right, we'll wrap it okay. up. Uh, we each picked one dessert. Mine is going to be pretty classic here in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very hot oh, piece yeah. of pecan this. pie with a cold scoop of vanilla ice cream on top that slowly melts its way into and mm. over and around this piece mm. of pie. Chef's kiss. For me, Dustin, this is what it comes down to. It is the temperature difference in the ice cream right? and the pie. The sweet and salty combination bounce off of each other. It's a diversity of textures, if you will, from the crunchy pecans, the flaky crust, the gooey hot inside of the pie, and the cold creamy ice cream. My infomercial is wrapped up. I am unwell. Is it Thursday yet? Wow. Oh my god. I feel like you read that off the side of a box for like pecan <laughs> pie. Like you just grabbed apply for a job like, like that. you just grab like listen to me talk about this like, pie. Do you guys need a spokesman? Like, honey, come in, listen to this. No, I like I know I never made it as a pecan pie salesman, but I think this guy could be really what sets us off. <laughs> buttery flaky flake. crust I never, oh my god flaky gooey hot inside I'm writing this down oh, I, he used the word unwell <laughs> uh, bring it home Dustin my bring it dessert home. pick of it's not really of the week uh, but, uh, my dessert pick for Thanksgiving of the year is butterscotch pie and whipped cream and a healthy unhealthy dose of whipped cream I got to tell you, the ratio does not have to be one-to-one, um, but the butterscotch pie. Is it the squirt out? The squirt oh, yeah. out whipped cream? Yeah, of course it is. All right, so are, do, you, um, do you have to do a little squirt in your mouth before? Well, yeah, you got to prime it. You got to prime it. Okay. That, that you don't sure go that in dry. In the same club here. Gosh, no, I'm not a yeah, monster. It's kind of like, like, like uh, clicking right. the tongs together as you, as you, uh, exactly. before you, you make sure it off works. the grill. You just kind of have yeah, to exactly. test it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, butterscotch pie, it's so smooth and sweet, and you get that extra, it's like a different type of texture and sweetness with the whipped cream. Just yeah. so perfect. Oh, I used to not be a pie guy, and now pie is my life. Pie is who I am. And butterscotch is the name of the game. It's not Thanksgiving unless I've got butterscotch in my life. Well said. All right, wrapping it up. I'm very grateful for my family, my job. Beautiful fall weather here in Texas. Yes, sir. My co-host and the growth at Losing Sucks. We have had a really fun fall with you guys. We are in the dog days at the end of the regular season. We're excited for the playoff push here. Here at Losing Sucks, where it is always football, baby. Yeah. Have a big Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.